Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Top 5, the patron-only podcast where I, Josh Hill, sit down with a buddy and we discuss the top five of a topic of our choice. And today... It's my friend. It's Tommy Dean, everyone. Yay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for that round of applause in your quiet podcast listening world. <laughs> How you doing, mate? Also, I'm glad this is for patrons only. I would yes. think that the normal people would get to hear this list. Well, they'll, they'll hear the first 10 minutes. And oh, then, whoops. Then, I should and have then saved I make that them. insult for later. <laughs> and then I make them pay $5 a month to hear the rest of it. <laughs> when we get to the 10 minutes, tell me so we can say goodbye to them. See you later, freeloaders. <laughs> Now, what we're talking about today, now I do feel very out of my depth with you, Tommy, here. I feel like I'm Red Foo, you're Beethoven, and I'm trying to tell you about music composition. But we're talking about board games, tabletop games, games pretty much is what we're talking about here. Mostly games, mostly yes. games. It's, uh, I do have an extensive history with them, Josh, but games are like life. Everyone can have one. You, yes, just one. Just one. You, you love them though. You like not only is it like you have a lot, but when you go to different, I've been to different towns with you. You'll find where the game shop is, and you'll go and browse, and you'll see if there's anything in there that takes your fancy, and then you'll carry around while we're on the road board games in your backpack. It's true, and not only what just takes my fancy at a local game shop, it also tells me how that community is as a community. What games are? Yeah, it's an insight into that land. What games are they playing with each other? What sort of thoughts are they having? What sort of nights could I imagine is happening in Barungle? Did you come from a family of people who love playing games? The opposite. Oh. Uh, my family did not like games at all, but because a friend of mine's family did, I saw the joy of it and very yeah. much wanted that for me. Yep. Yeah. Were you a uh, D&D guy as a kid? No. I mean, I, I dabbled. Yep. I like the ideas. Like I like I like high fantasy a lot. Yeah. The problem with D and D is it's a role playing game, which is very very different to board game. Yeah. And it's too open ended. What I love the most about board games is the systems and how to play within them. Yeah. So with D and D, the dungeon master's like, "So what do you want to do?" And I'm like, well, "What can I do? You can do anything you want. Give me a menu, man. <laughs> I need a menu." I'm like that with writing comedy. I don't don't give me a blank page. Give me something I can work from. Then I can, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Once the rule is set, now I can play with it. Yeah, well, yeah. If, the, the rules are fun. The rules are totally fun. In fact, I've become a bit of what we call in the board game world a rules lawyer. So I'm very much the guy who everybody knows that we play a new game. Then I go home and restudy it, and then write a memo in yep. bullet points about all the mistakes we made. I, I probably shouldn't uh, say this, but it's not on my list. But I just want to know, with Monopoly, free parking, do you use that as a whatever money's in the middle you get to take or free parking is just, just a blank spot? Look, the better rule is don't play Monopoly. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Uh, but we always, my family grew up with free parking is money. Yeah. And we it's also, too. of course, the one rule that 
makes Monopoly unplayable. Yeah, yeah. You, you almost got them out and money. they're done. Yeah, you just can't keep pumping money into a game that's designed to remove all the money. See, my uh, family loved playing games. We were a game-playing family, especially my grandmother. My grandmother, uh, well, I've talked about her a fair bit on, on this show. Uh, she was very tough and she was very tough on us. And when we would play board games, she would swear at us so much. And she also had a rule that she would not play unless she was the red counter. That was it. <laughs> Even though I was six, my brother was eight. And she's like, no, I'm not playing unless I'm red. I'm like, but red's my favorite color. Can I be red? No, I won't play then. And she just will go off and not play. And so we were like, all right, you can play. You can be red. But she also used to, uh, and this is, it hasn't dated well. But she used to call us, I won't say the word, but the F slur, but in a kind of an Irish way, in not, not meaning homophobic, not a homophobic way, more a, you're a no good. And her boyfriend, Joe, who was a, who was a butcher, used to, they used to play games all through the night. And he used to sit there and he had really long, like he was an older man and he had very yellow, hard, hard nails. And he'd sit there and he'd pinch you on the arm if you were beating him. Like, and then tell us to get out in the paddock. Go in the paddock, you. And it sounds horrific, but it was lots of fun. And so some of these games I played with them and some uh, pl- games I've played since with uh, my own family. So how it works, I'll start us off, my number five, then we'll go to your number five and we'll work our way up to number one. So my number okay, five... Okay, just so we know, just so we know, I want to give a little pre-caveat to this. I have this terrible feeling based on your intro to your gaming history that the way this is going to work for the people listening is Josh will say a game that you know. Yes. And then Tommy will say words that sound like words you've heard before, but in no way sound like a game. That's why I chose you though, Tommy. That's why. Because I knew we wouldn't have the same list. All right. My number five. Now, this is one that we used to play uh, with my grandmother. Uh, she could be read. It's the game Trouble. Do you know Trouble, Tommy? Pop-O-Matic, Yes. This is, as a kid, I loved the Popomatic dice. You put your hand in there, and it was a real thing when I was young. I, I didn't have the strength to push it down hard enough. And then the day you learn how to push that thing, oh, that was the day you knew you would turn into a man one day. It was and, so good. And it is that thing of part of the game, part of the fun of the game is sending people back home. So if you don't know the game, it's a board. You've got four, four counters. You move them just around. If you land on someone, they go back home. You've got to roll a six to get out. Of, get out. Yep. And it is one of those frustrating games. With it, there's no skill, a little bit of skill, but it's all luck. And that, it's mostly luck. As a kid, that's all you want. You don't want. You want to be able to beat your parents as a kid, and it all comes down to luck. And what I loved about Trouble was the, the not only the Popomatic, but we had three. Like with me, my I had three brothers, so we, you know, I say the family didn't play games, but we had games and played yep. with the brothers. And if the Popomatic bubble broke, which it would do with young boys trying to do too much with it, yeah, it never occurred to us to just roll dice, roll some dice, yeah. <laughs> we had to get a new one because without Popomatic, it was in trouble. Yeah, it's it was one of those guys that I like. I play with my kids and I do have that fear of going, not too hard, don't do it too, too hard. Like, okay, the harder you go, it doesn't mean you're going to get a six all the time. It's, it's true. Yeah. In fact, there's a, if you go to casinos, I haven't been to a casino in Australia, but they like craps, the game craps, the dice game craps. There's a game called Bubble Craps 
which is uh, the electronic play-by-yourself version. But it basically uses a giant pop-o-matic. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The trouble also coming. Trouble is a variation of Ludo, which is a variation also in uh, Parcheesi. And Sorry oh, is, is Parche- another yeah. game. I remember Sorry as well. I just thought Sorry was like the Violet Crumble to Trouble's Crunchy. That's what exactly. I exactly. They're was. all in the same family. I Sorry was I thought less fun because of the card draw. Yeah. And yeah. Parcheesi just seems up itself. Parcheesi is something I only know from uh, American sitcoms. But it's basically trouble with you just roll the dice on your own and it's a bit more of a fancy board. But the idea okay. is basically the same. Come out of your house, get around the board, get back home. You know, yeah. They're all the same game. All right. That, that's my number five. Your number five, Tommy. Excellent. Excellent fun. Well, I too am going to start with Dice Joy. It is an old, I think it comes out of the 60s. It's a Sid Saxon, the classic game designer, Sid Saxon. And his game is called Can't Stop. Can't Stop. And Can't Stop is also a dice game. And it is based on the probability curve of 2D6. So the board is the probability curve of the numbers 2 to 12. So there's two slots for the two, three slots for the three, four for the four, five, and around the, and back down. Yep. And you roll four dice, and you have to make two pairs, and then you advance on those numbers. Okay. And then you roll again. But the, the two hooks that make it work is you only get three numbers working per turn, but you can start running up the ladder. Yep. And if you ever roll the dice such that your combinations can't make one of your three numbers advance, you lose all progress and go back to zero. So it is one of those games where you can get too greedy. and Way too greedy. It's what oh. we call in the business a push-your-luck game. And oh. it is just glorious watching. Because the two things that are fun are, one, watching people attempt to do math, adding up the various combinations of four dice to get two dice combinations. Yep. Then working out how that works on the board for them. And then, of course, deciding, should I roll again? Yeah. And everybody rolls again. Because once you start rolling a heap of sevens and crushing up the seven chart, you're like, how can I be stopped? If I roll four dice, I will always roll a seven. Rolls the dice. You lose. There's, there's a reason casinos make a lot of money. Everyone totally thinks they can, they can outwit dice. They can't. I'm sorry. No, you cannot outwit dice. And the best thing about it is the dice aren't even trying to outwit you. No. They're just being themselves. <laughs> They're just doing what they do. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.